Well, certain them listeners, welcome to another episode of the Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Hosted as usual, Billy, alongside me, Jimbo. Hello, everyone. Have a good one, guys. Let's get to it. Just before we begin, uh, we're going to do our weekly shout-out that we're doing for every episode, just to share the love around. So this week's shout-out is uh, to Cassidy. She has uh, an Instagram account called Game Day Babe, and it's an Instagram account of all different outfits that she likes to wear for each team. Uh, she is a Dallas Cowboys fan, but she's got some great content on there, guys. Can't recommend her enough to, to look through uh, what you'd like to wear for Game Day. We're also planning on having her on the show very, very soon. So give her a follow, give her a like, and definitely check her page out. So that's our shout-out this week for that one. So, Jimbo, we've gone through everything in terms of last, you know, the week's games previous, and uh, the week just gone, there wasn't... I think the only game that we found that was on was uh, the Senior Bowl, which I believe you had a uh, had a watch, didn't you? Yeah, I had it on a, I had it on one of my screens. Couple of, couple of things going on at the same time, so I didn't catch all of it, but I, I did have it on, yeah. No, nice. But at least there was some sort of game on. But um, other than that, because uh, obviously uh, with the Pro Bowl this year, we had to, well, we had to, the NFL had to basically cancel it because they, the, the teams have got, they voted for everyone, uh, but obviously couldn't play the game due to COVID-19 uh, issues and everything else. Um, makes sense, Jimbo. I don't think they should have forced this type of yeah, game. It's no need, really, is it? I mean, it's not it's not overly popular at the moment, anyway, is it? So it's not really a, a need to risk the players in this sort of game with the current situation. Yeah, no, that's it. So I think, yeah, with that, it's just this is what's going to lead us to what we're going to talk about a little bit about the Pro Bowl on our segment. Uh, it's just sort of the news and headlines. Y- you know, you have the Pro Bowl now. There was calls. I think I'm going to say maybe two, three years ago. There was quite a big call for it, wasn't there? Where you know that a lot of the viewer, the viewings were down. They had a lot of issues trying to like hype up the game. And to be fair, as much as it's a nice accolade for 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 an NFL player, like they do take it as quite a nice accolade. It's not maybe as it used to be, like as as a desirable because you see some players now. I mean, I mean the amount of times where when they were playing the games that you get a player say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna not play." Because they they didn't want to, you know, and then like the next yeah, guy I've... that was vote, they had the next votes would take their place, and it, it just didn't seem as you know like <laughs> as, as as prestigious. I think I'm trying to point out. Yeah, I think the players just have to be voted, isn't it? It's a, it's a big thing that they look back on Science Career. You know, every time we talk about a player, you say four time Pro Bowl player. You know, it's the first thing that people mention when they look back on a player's career and stuff. I think that's the main thing is actually them getting the votes. I don't think they necessarily want to play in the game. No. I think this is it. But I think I can understand in a way of obviously if you get really hurt in this game, if they're playing full pace, it, it's it's a very unnecessary risk for an injury. Like I understand that massively. So I understand roughly where they're coming from with that. But as well, it it, it needed something needed to be entertaining for the fans. So I like the fact the way they've 
they bought in the, you know, like they've done the dodgeball last year. They, they do all these challenges. I think that's cool to watch. I actually prefer watching that than the actual game. Yeah, which, I agree. I, <laughs> you, know? you know, I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched a clip earlier, actually, from, um, from 2003. It was a quarterback challenge. I mean, Brady finished second in it, you know. It was, uh, that was, Christ, it was quite that a long entertaining watch, really. You know, it was only, only 10, 15-minute video, but, it, you know, various sort of challenges they had, and that was, that was quite good. Think, you yeah, know, stuff, stuff more like that, really. It gives a little bit more of a different element because I think as well, I mean, I remember watching all the challenges and stuff last year. They played dodgeball. I think you had the quarterback target thing. There was a receiving one as well. Um, and then like D-line and strength thing. They're all pretty cool. But I didn't watch the game because I knew it wasn't going to be great, you know? So I think yeah. that's the problem. And it's a little bit similar because we're going to point out uh, as an example, as much as uh, we just point everyone, you know, we're not, massive NBA fans you get a little bit of it you know but obviously this is an NFL podcast but in terms of the all-star game that the NBA has which is equivalently the same as the pro as a pro bowl nod they have their dunk competition you know which everyone people watch that and they love it you know there's a big aspect to it you know like having this slam dunk competition and as much as that is the main thing, you know, for, in terms of what basketball, obviously, is a, little, a lot different than, than, than football. But the problem is you've got a lot of things to cover to try and entertain people, you know. Like, the quarterback challenges are great. I like the dodgeball thing, you know, and, and it, I, I like that thing. I mean, all they had, they could do this year, they had a few players play Madden, the new Madden 21, which was really cool, actually, yeah. with Marshall Lynch and Snoop, Snoop Dogg was on there. It's actually really entertaining. It's really funny. If you haven't watched you guys, check it out. I think they've like cut it down this to like a 10, 15 minute um, compilation. It's really, 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 really funny. But they couldn't do a lot this year, which I understand. I think it's nice for the place to have the accolade. But I suppose the ultimate question, I feel like it's sort of getting away from me a little bit. Do you feel Do you feel like it's it's still worth doing? Like in your opinion, Jimbo? Yeah, I don't. I, f- I think, you know, stick more to the challenges and stuff. I mean, I think... It is worth having the game just just because there is still a little market for it, you know. The, it's just doing something to actually improve it a little bit. Maybe there's it, just no real competition, is there? They can't really go at full speed. It's not worth them going at full speed. No, I don't know. It's quite it's quite a nice thing to round off the season, really, isn't it before the Super Bowl. But like I say, I think stick to the challenges more stuff like that. Really, I mean, you say like the NBA has the the dunk challenge, stuff like that any way you can incorporate that into the NFL, really. Yeah, I think, you know, they've they bought these stuff in now, which I think has got more viewers up, because I know a lot of people are very relaxed on it. They, you know, they won't choose to watch it. They'll watch some of the other stuff, unless there's something that's really worth watching, you know, like, um, I don't know, like the, maybe the quarterback challenge. I mean, the quarterback challenge has seen great last, um, you know, years ago. Like you said, you watched one with Brady um, and that class that year that got to the Pro, got to the Pro Bowl. And it's just a thing as well of where it used to be because the Pro Bowl was always always in Hawaii and they've now moved it around a little bit they moved it to Orlando one year and I, I can't remember where the other year was they've moved it around a little bit so in terms of how to keep it going I do like the accolade I think it's cool for a player because it's a fan voted yeah, I, accolade I, I certainly think they need to keep the vote in and players still need to be awarded with a Pro Bowl spot even if they do scrap the game or you know, they, they still need it. to keep that voting because I do I do think it's a big accolade for a player and it's something that you always sort of judge a player's career on in a way. You yeah. still get voted there and it just shows a player's ability, really, even if they're on a bad team. No, 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 I agree with that. No, massive reason. So, um, 
I'll take on the Pro Bowl with that one. Just uh, we thought we'd have to cover it. We weren't going to talk about it too much. It like it was funny, guys. Check the video out. The compilation of them playing Man Twenty One, and I believe there was a uh, Deion Sanders hosted several players for a versus competition thing, which was quite cool. You know, because it's a whole fan entertainment thing. But other than that, we're not going to go massively too much into it. So we'll sort of draw a line at the Pro Bowl. We we think you should keep it, but maybe hopefully. It'll be a COVID-free one next year, knock on wood. Right then, guys. And just to point out, because I felt like I rushed very much into um, sort of the Pro Bowl scenario rather than introducing the episode there. Sort of got a bit carried away there, I think, Jimbo. But obviously, this is a episode for the Pro Bowl popularity. I think I've put the episode title as. I'll have to double-check that, Jimbo. But most of it as well is obviously we're going to go through the headlines uh, throughout the past week and a half. And we've had there's been a lot going on, Jimbo. The one will... We'll mainly bring up, which we're going to talk about now, is a huge trade coming out of Detroit and the LA Rams with both of them exchanging quarterbacks. So Jared Goff will be going to Detroit and Matt Stafford will be going to the LA Rams. Now, it cost Detroit... uh, Sorry, Detroit? Sorry, it cost the Rams two first-round picks. So first-round pick in 2022 and 2023... And also a second round pick as well, uh, I believe, in 2022. Now, I think the main thing we'll talk about, Jimbo, is uh, who do you, who do you think's won this trade? You know, we're going to break it down, but who do you think, yeah, I, at, at, at a glance, who do you think's won this trade? To be honest, at a glance, I think it actually looks like one of them rare occasions where I think both teams have come out quite well. Really, you know, you've got the Rams are a playoff ready team. They've added a very good, solid quarterback. They're ready to win now. They have given up a lot to get him, but I think half of that was to get rid of the um, the Goff contract, obviously. He's obviously, you wouldn't be able to have Stafford and Goff at the time. You know, you had to sort of trade Goff away and the Lions are taking on a big contract of him, albeit they're probably only tied in for a year. I think that was probably the, the sweetener where like, why they got a little bit more draft pick-wise. It does look like it's working for both teams. The Lions have got rid of their player that wanted to leave the club. They've got two first-round picks. You know, that could, they could add plenty of quality there. It, on surface, looks like a good deal for both sides, in my opinion. No, that's fair enough. I agree with you on um, some some standard base, especially for Detroit and a capital. Bear in mind, they are, let's be honest, they're very much on the cusp or in the cut or basically in that bracket of, of, of being a rebuild. Let's be honest, you know, that they've had a couple of seasons now on the road. They haven't reached the playoffs, I want to say... My stats, I believe, since like 2011. Well, it's, been a, it's been a while. It's just a long time. It's, um, yeah. They haven't won no, a playoff th- game th- with Stafford, obviously, in the last 12 years. No. I mean, Matt, I think Stafford, Stafford got there three times. He's 0 3. You, you know, and that was when they had, that was the Calvin Johnson era as well, when they had him there. Um, but you yeah. look at how, you know, that, that, I shouldn't, I, that to me doesn't put a blank stamp, stamp on Stafford's name. I do believe he was a very, he was a very decent quarterback playing in a very below-average team for most of his career. And, and as much yeah, as... I think that is the only thing that puts a little cloud over the trade. You know, he's not the youngest to play. He's 32 now. He hasn't won a playoff game. The Rams have given no. up a lot to get him. It does improve their team, but I think that is the only small cloud over him, really, the fact that he hasn't won that playoff game. I feel like people that are dissecting this trade like we have, or we are doing now, like literally, they are going to put that black mark on him I don't think so, personally. Anyway, I've always thought he was a very good quarterback. I think it's that, that Detroit are a franchise that really does 
has needed a bit of a rebuild for a long time. Um, I'm not saying that they should have maybe shipped Stafford out maybe earlier. You know, I think this has worked at a very good time uh, for both franchises in all fairness, you know, albeit what they've both given up for. Um, and, you know, when people are di- um, dissecting the Rams here, you know, the, I think this is going to be, I think they've worked it out. It's going to be like seven years now that the Rams won't have a first round pick, which I think is, yeah. uh, it, it I mean, sounds like, mental, it, isn't it? <laughs> It sounds like something you do in Madden where you just like, you, you nick all the team's first round picks and they just have nothing for the year, <laughs> like for years. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit weird. That, that's where a little bit remarkable. But the best thing I think someone pointed out about LA, and, and, and you've got to agree, but you know, they play free agency very well. They signed some very nice established players. And I think that's sort of the way um, the GM likes to play it. He likes to bring in sort of established players, um, especially bolster a term. I mean, look at the free agent signings they've done in comparison to the defence. That 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 defence is now the number one defence because they've added solid veteran personnel, players that can play, rather than relying on rookies all the time, which, you know, it, it, some teams play it differently, some don't. But it's worked for them. You know, they've had a Super Bowl appearance. Um, you've got to remember that. They've been in the playoffs several times in the last, I believe, four or five years. You know, with, with this is with Goff under centre. You've got to remember this as well. So as much as I know people are going to be, shat, you know, Derek Goff has had a bit of a regression, especially, you know, the year and, and the year before. It, it, since his Super Bowl loss, it feels like he's still on that Super Bowl hangover. You know, we know how that feels. So I can sort yeah. of feel Goff's pain there. But you know, For me, I, the issue with not having first round picks, when is the situation with the cap going to hit a point where they cannot keep shoulder, shoulder in expensive sort of established players contracts you know at the moment they're not sitting pretty looking for next year I think they're according to over the cap it's minus 31 million in the red that's before the the golf trade for the trade which is actually right. adding an extra an extra 8 million to the cap you know you need these first round picks to play for you for four years to get a good quality player on cheap rookie contracts and I think that will catch up with the Rams there's only so long yeah. you can keep you know, adding established players on big contracts. You know, you look this year, they're some of the players that are, you know, expiring like next year. Sorry, you're losing some players that you need to renew. You know, some big players in this roster. And they have got to think towards the cap, I believe, if they keep trading away these these picks. First round picks. No, I agree. I think you, it will hit a point where they will hit a brick wall and then they're going to be in a complete sort of rebuild because they'll have to sort of get rid of a lot of people and there's yeah. going to be a very different look for the team. Um, like you said, they're in the win now mentality. So I think yeah. LA are pushing that much now to get another another title. You know, they were they, they were close. You know, I was there in that Super Bowl in Atlanta, and and as much as it was a very defensive game, they were never always out of the game. It was you know it was only thirteen three in the end. It was such a tight game. You know, you know, I know it was in double digit win, but in terms of points, they they weren't far off. They were unfortunate. You know, they yeah. they could have won that game if a few things went their way, you know, they weren't far off. So, Sean McVay is definitely... We talked about it this year. We talked about it this year with our with our playoff previews. You know, they were a quarterback away, really, from challenging, really, weren't they, realistically? From a no, massive standpoint, that was it. No, we know how you feel about them. So, as much as... Yeah. Uh, I think you'll feel a little bit for Detroit. We'll move on to Detroit a little bit. I, I think we've all both agreed there that Eller in the win-now mode, I think staff is a great upgrade. And in terms of... Uh, what did you point out that um, for his contracts and what they're taking on? So what are they going to take? So 
so they they were going to pay Goff thirty four million uh, next year. They they take on twenty two million dead cap from Goff's contract, and they're also taking twenty from Stafford. But in my opinion, they will extend Stafford's contract. He's only got two years left. They're not going to want to spend two first round picks on a, a two year contract. Contract. So I've, I believe they'll extend his contract, restructure it a little bit to make it a little bit easier this year, where potentially the cap is going to be going down to around one sort of one seven five one eighty, which is the current predictions. Uh, drop like twenty million, which is going to put a lot of teams under pressure. So Especially I do think they'll probably end up saving there. money this year because I think they'll extend Stavis' contract, take his right down for this year. Uh, but as it stands, uh, an extra eight million over the deal. With twenty-two of okay. it dead, I think I'll be you looking at Cavs. It's not the worst case scenario for the Rams. And, and to be fair, though, I think that if you move on to Detroit, I think their situation is actually quite interesting because you think if if Goff, unless Goff has a let's call it a top five quarterback season or a top ten where he propels Detroit to a very good maybe a winning season or or getting the playoffs even, which you know I'm not going to say it's going to happen. I don't think so anyway. It um, you know I'm not um, a massive thing. I know you. I know how you feel about Goff. I think. I think maybe a change of scenery might help him. Um, as much as Detroit, like we just pointed out, on that cusp of sort of a rebuild type type situation, I do think maybe a change of scenery might help him. You know, so and Detroit have got some form of you know offensively down there. Defensively, they've got some issues, yeah. but they've got a new head coach I, now. I feel like he's a he's an addition for them. They can give him a year to see what he can do. Next year, they can actually let him go for next to nothing anyway. Yeah, uh, I think that's what you pointed out. Year. They can they can basically have him. Sorry to interrupt. They, you could they, you yeah. basically saying they can have him on a basically a one year prove it deal, and they can technically yeah. cut him and not have any ties paid back on him. Basically, yeah, he's not guaranteed money for uh, the next two years after the lease. I believe that's what. I'm, um, after the, so, uh, okay. oh, that's even more so interesting. They, that's this year they have to pay him this year. Um, yeah. you know, I think that's that's perfect though. If they draft a quarterback, they can, you know, let him learn behind golf a little bit. If that's the way they choose to go, you know, maybe maybe go off the change of scenery, like you said. Maybe it sorts him out, and he he has a good season for the Lions. Mm. It's a very interesting one, anyway. When it came out, I'm very glad um, we delayed recording because I think we delayed recording by a day, and then we then we heard the news, and we were like, "Oh, that's good timing because we can speak about it on this episode and not yeah. make a separate line like we did for Deshaun Watson because that's obviously a massive one uh, for that one. But yeah, a big trade there and a big shakeup for both franchises as. Uh, Goff and Stafford will be in different uniforms come next season. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Right, I suppose that talk of the Goff and Stafford trade uh, could definitely pretty much propel us straight into uh, the whole the watch the, the sorry Deshaun Watson debacle trade of uh, what's been happening there at the Texans. So uh, within the week, Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade. So that is now official. He, you know, we all had this speculation that he wanted out. He wants out officially. He's given his request in. Nick Casario made a, a weird sort of comment, and I and I sort of judged on the way he said it. And you said it was a very good point because I think the statement was something along the lines of, "We have no interest of trading this player." Now, no disrespect, like you got he's Deshaun Watson is arguably a top ten quarterback in terms of what he can do. He's your franchise quarterback technically at the moment that you're trying to to completely swing his mindset and keep and let get him to stay in Houston. And you come out of a comment, you can't even like mention his name. 
Now, to me, it just it, it just seems a very corporate saying, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. it just doesn't seem to a point of, you know, like, it just seems a bit disrespectful. And I think that's probably pissed Deshaun Watson <laughs> off even more, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I just don't get what... He's the new GM. Like, no disrespect. Like, you look at this situation now, and this is what I think we're going to lead to, and I don't know if you agree or not. I think the Texans might as well have a rebuild. Because as much as I know you do not want to trade Deshaun Watson... And to be honest, as much as we'll talk about it now, you don't want to trade J.J. Watt. Even J.J. Watt doesn't want to be in Houston anymore from what sources have said. So why not get some capital? As much as it's going to make your job a little bit harder, get the rewards out of the two best players in the team at the moment because they don't want to be there. They're not going to stay there. You know, you're going to have them on the on this ridiculous, these massive contracts when they're not, they don't want to play for your team. Yeah. You might as well make a better situation for yourself as a general manager and start a rebuild. I don't see any other situation they can be in right now. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I believe that the whole comments on Watson was was mainly just to sort of try and get a little bit, what's the what's the word, negotiation power, really. You know, other teams, you, don't, you obviously don't want to say you want to trade him because you want to get more, as much as you can for him. I think they're going to have to trade him after his request for the trade. There's not really any way back, is there? No. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, JJ, what you should explore the options, you know, you potentially get a first round pick for him. I, I still believe he's worth that. You know, give yourself as a new GM a real arsenal of picks to actually go and build the sort of side you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see another situation the Texans can have right now. Like, uh, I, I agree with you a little bit, maybe the negotiation power with their comments. I, I see it a little bit differently. I think he's an idiot because we'll have to point out they finally hired a head coach as well. Uh, sorry, hired a head coach. Um, David Cully. Now, He's an experienced coach. He's been in the league quite a while, but he's he was the passing game coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. Now, not some, you know, he might turn out to do well. He might, you know, he can't judge anyone yet because he hasn't had a head coach vacancy before. But considering the the biggest way to to build a bridge to keep Deshaun Watson was in a lot a lot of sources, a lot of high end sources were saying it needs to be Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs to take that role to at least try and keep him there. What yeah. they do, they completely sign someone who, and it shocked a lot of people. They're like, oh, okay, like, where did that come from? And it just seems, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he's digging a massive hole already before he's even started this this role for him in Nick Sarev as, as the general manager. I really do. Does, I just, you know, <laughs> I it just does don't get it. seem a very strange hire, really. You know, he wasn't really talked about at all in terms of the, Jobs. I know the Texans did struggle to bring a coach in. Obviously, with the Watson situation, it probably wasn't easy, you know, trying to get. You know, I think a lot of coaches probably went, or oh, you know, I'll, I'll avoid that job. Um, Try but, somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, if if they went all out and got uh, the enemy, I think it'd have probably come, and it would have probably potentially talked Watson around. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it, like I say. If you wanted to keep, you, you know, he's still the franchise quarterback, or he was, you know, in, in that respect, that he would want to stay with the team if a certain hire was made. Yes, that's sort of a player power thing, but at the end of the day, I'd do everything backward, uh, backwards to try and keep him as my quarterback for the team, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that was your I, chance to build a bridge with Watson, wasn't it? To get the guy he wants in, build a bridge with him. It might not be necessarily your first pick, but if you're going to keep Sean Watson, it's a good hire, really, isn't it? Mm-hmm. 
Oh, massively. And as much as people are probably going to say, because I can imagine, you know, people this is podcast, yes, we do know, obviously, because Eric Bieniemy is still part of the Kansas City Chiefs, he's now preparing for a Super Bowl. Um, we get that. I think that I think you're only allowed limited interaction with um, with coaches that are still coaching in the playoffs. So I yeah, get they, all that. They missed their opportunity to talk to him um, yeah. before the in, in that in that time. Yeah, yeah. And I get that, you know. But I think one of the things about if they manage to have a chat with him and at least speak to Deshaun Watson and go, look, like we we we, we you know, because you can say that. Of course you can. You'd be like, look, we, we're really we, we agree with you. We're quite sold on Eric Eric as well. Like, we want to bring him in, like, to try and please you, basically. You know, like, you can wait till after the Super Bowl to hire him, you know? So, it's just a case with that. Yeah, well, I, I just I just think Nick Sarah is just digging holes, holes, holes. And in my opinion, trade JJ Watt, I think he'll want out as well. I Like you said, yeah. I, I, I think certain teams would definitely give a first-round pick for him. He's still, got, he's still a, one of the best pass rushers in the league, even at his age. And as much as he's had injuries and everything, he's outstanding. Like you'd love that yeah. veteran presence there as well. He's a massive. He's a great worker. He he's, he wants he wants it. He wants a championship as well. So there's a good chance he could go to someone that's a championship contender. Yeah, a win ready team. Now. You know, win ready team. Win ready team for him. Texans it's get perfect. another first round pick if they trade to Sean. When they sorry, when they trade to Sean Watson, they'll get. I mean, you look at the price now. We have got to talk about this. So if Matthew Stafford is worth two first-round picks, and I'm not dissing Matt Stafford, I don't mind the guy. I think he's actually a above-average quarterback. People might say, but I think in yeah. his good system, he'll work well. I think he'll work well in LA. But I maybe wouldn't have paid two first-round picks for him. So surely Deshaun Watson's got to be worth well at least three. That is now the targeting price. If you're Nick Sario, going well, look, Matt Stafford's gone for two. I want three. I want three, at least at least yeah. three first round picks, as well as whatever else they they're after. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair comment. You know, the the problem is he wants out, so team's going to know that. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, but I do agree. I think he's probably worth three three first, really, if you look on the age as well. You know, he's he's technically got a lot more playing time than Matthew Stafford, isn't he? Oh, massively. As well, yeah, exactly. And I think, uh, yeah, you look into that, and uh, yeah, uh, I think the Texans. It's 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 been a roller coaster already for the off season. We haven't even got to the Super Bowl yet, so yeah. there's still a lot to go, which is good. So it's really interesting. But for now, yeah, I think uh, definitely Houston need to uh, sort some of their problems out within internally. And I think it's definitely a rebuild situation. Passing interference, defense. Spot of the foul. We'll move to a few more sort of smaller uh, news headlines that we were trying to point out. So, quite a good feeling one, Jimbo. Uh, Ron Rivera, uh, the Washington football head coach, uh, he has now officially been declared cancer-free, which is awesome. He's done a fantastic job with the team that, Let's be honest, they've had a lot of off-season um, debacle with the media because obviously due to the changing of the, uh, the aforementioned name of the, the Redskins, their before yeah. name. Now, you know, there was a lot of thing around it as much as, you know, it was, oh, it's just a team name. It's like, you know, there was a lot of, in internally, I can imagine it was quite difficult to sort all that stuff out. Yeah. You know, they've had a very good season. They've, they've, they've got a very good de young defence. They've got some good players in there. You know, I think the future's a little bit bright. Bear in mind, they're in a weaker division as well, but it's always nice to see something like that. And I think Ron Rivera uh, is definitely the right uh, man for the job for them. And, and kudos to him being yeah, cancer there. 
he's done a brilliant job today. This, well, today, this year with uh, with all that going on. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, I think there was even times at half time he was actually taking having treatment basically at half time yeah. in certain games, which is incredible. So it's really cool news out of that of uh, Washington there for Ron Rivera. Uh, another one which I actually found this really funny. Actually, uh, it, was, it was just something I come across. I was like. Okay, that's probably one of the most stupidest comments I've ever heard. As much as I, okay, he's got some, he's got some confidence, and I don't mind Scotty Miller. I think Scotty Miller uh, is he has a good game against Green Bay to help Tampa get to the Super Bowl. But Scotty Miller uh, quoted saying that he he believes he's quicker than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> Do you think he's ever seen Tyreek Hill play or run his forty <laughs> or? Is that uh, is he just completely void and of? I think you'll find out that it's a rather silly comment this weekend. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is it, and I think yeah, it might. I think it could pretty much very much bite him on the ass. <laughs> so it just made me laugh, sort of read the scrolling across that. Another one uh, it was actually quite interesting um, due to uh, Philadelphia having a bit of a situation at the moment with uh, with their team. I'm not sure what's going to be happening, sort of going through everything they've got. A new head coach in Nick Serini, who was the OC at uh, Indianapolis, who done a good job. <coughs> Excuse me. They, um, you know, they got to the playoffs. They've got a nice team built round. I think you know they're in a good position. Um, they, they obviously missed the quarterback because Philip Rivers is retired, uh, but he's taken his coaching talents to Philly. The main thing out of this, Zach Ertz is um, apparently confirmed uh, that he is not returning to. Uh, to to Philly, so he's going to be a free agent now. You know, you've got to remember, Zach Ertz is a is a Super Bowl winning tight end. Like he was arguably what uh, up there with Travis Kelsey. You know, when when he was going through the playoffs and everything, he's an outstanding player. So I think him going on the market is some teams will definitely be giving him some big money this this off season. Yeah, I think he'll he'll probably be one of the, the main guys that teams go out to go, try and get. He'll be, you know, someone that will probably monitor quite closely in the uh, free agency. Massively. I think he's a definitely a big name that's been put into that free agency pool uh, for this off-season. And I think the main question here, Jimbo, you know, we're getting, getting to Nick Serini there. Can Nick Serini fix? I'm going to put fix. I'm going to use the... T- um, sorry, I'm going to use the term fix very loosely. Okay. But in terms of this question, can Nick Serini fix Carson Wentz? Yeah, well, I think he's been brought in to fix Carson Wentz. You know, they obviously know Wentz has had a very bad season last year. He's got a big contract. He's someone that, if they can get him back playing the way he was playing the seasons before, got a real good uh, quarterback. And I think that's that was in mind when they hired Nick Serini. You know, his his, his sort of uh, game plan works, should work with Carson Wentz. And I think that is the, his main challenge now is to, get Carson Wentz playing, you know, better. And that'll be something he really focuses on. Yeah, I'd like to think so. Because I've, um, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's a, he's had a very weird um, a downward spiral, shall we say, because it's just been a case of, you know, he's gone on to, all right, yes, yes, Nick Foles won the Super Bowl. You know, he took over when Carson Wentz got injured. I think it was in week 16 of that Super Bowl winning season, you know, so it was a, yeah. no one gave them a chance. You know, Nick Foles played out of his skin. But he's still a Super Bowl winning quarterback, technically. Like, he has got a ring. And then he's gone on this spiral because, obviously, they knew he was going to be the guy. And then since he's sort of had that starting 
uh, job back. It just seems like it's gone downhill. I know there's been a lot more issues. I mean, they they they, they don't have a lot of talent at wide receiver at all. Um, they're lucky. Um, Travis Folgan was very fantastic this year for fantasy owners and um, for the team. And he was undrafted. Like They just don't have a lot of yeah. offensive talent other than Zach Ertz. And now Zach Ertz is going. So they're in a little bit of a weird situation because obviously you've got a point. You had Jalen Hurts come in as well to now. And he played okay. You know, he didn't play great, but he played okay. You know, I think he won a game when he was yeah, starting I mean, at one point. He'll certainly be competing for the job this Absolutely. offseason. Absolutely. That puts a little bit more pressure on Wentz this year. I think that will sort of get the best out of him a little bit more. Is it a case of he got paid and you, you do see it sometimes when a player gets paid, their, their performance does drop off. You know, they're, they're playing a lot better before they get that contract. Has that got anything to do with it? Possibly. A very good high possibility there. Something like you say, a lot, a lot of players, have, you've seen it over the years, have this amazing four or five years standing as soon as they get paid. Sport. You know, every every sport you watch, you know, you get you get players in the contract year, and you suddenly see, wow, he's he's trying a lot harder, or you know, he he seems to have picked his game up a little bit, and it might not even be them doing it intentionally. It might just be that they're putting that extra ten percent in when they need to. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably it's unfair still- to say that really without watching him this year that much, but it's a it's a sort of point that can be made. Absolutely. And obviously, Carson Wentz's contract is very much, because obviously there's been a lot of, obviously with the media revolving around the Wentz situation, can it can his contract be offloaded? And in short perspective, no. It, yeah. <laughs> it apparently is. There's absolutely no chance of it happening. So that's the problem with Philly as well. If Wentz isn't the guy, they got oh, the, a lot the of money they're going to lose. Philly, the good thing is for them, they have got, you know, Jalen Hurts, who is on a cheap rookie deal that they can use as their quarterback and Wentz can sit on the sidelines if they have to go that route for the next two or three years um, until the bulk of this money's paid off to him. Yeah. You know, maybe that's and, why and they... And as shit as it sounds, um, yeah, it, it's not ideal at all, but they're, they're going to have to really figure it out massively. Unless Nick Serini, like I say, can get the best out of him, it's, I, I, I think it is the beginning of the end for Carson Wentz if he, if he can't sort a good relationship out with Nick Serini there. Uh, for yeah, that I think the main, the main issue this year was a very winnable division, wasn't it? You know, Washington obviously won the division without a winning record. So it was a position where you'd expect the Eagles to win the league, win the division earlier on in the season. Yeah, I the did as well. I had the bet on, funny enough, <laughs> the only team to let me down, I had a nice... eight divisions, wasn't it? Yeah. Out of eight divisions, <laughs> I had it, I think, midway. Do you remember I put it? I went, yeah. I fancy this because there's some good things there. I got... Seven out of eight divisions. Lo and behold, Philly have all this quarterback drama because Wentz can't play and then they chuck Jalen Hurts in and they can't do anything. They were fucking awful for a while. So, yeah, they, they're they not my favourite team at the moment. So, uh, you know, I have to see what they can produce next season, but I ain't putting a bet on them winning the division anytime soon, put it that way. <laughs> Morning to, we're going to go into the retirement corner because there's been a couple of retirements. Uh, the main one really being Jason Witten, Dallas Cowboys legend. He had the one year at uh, the Raiders just gone, I think, just to try and maybe have another Super Bowl run with a different team. Obviously, it didn't work out. Raiders finished 8-8 eight and eight in the end. But what a player. I mean, I mean, he's 100% in the Hall of Fame. He's, got a, he's very high in the, uh, the tight end statistics. Uh, I think he needs a couple of them. So... Yeah, 100%. Jason Witten, what a career the guy's had. 
Shame yeah, he's not a football winner. He's had a yeah, he's been, he's been fantastic, really. He was always my favourite target on Madden. <laughs> uh, playing back in, you know, playing back in the days. Uh, he was absolutely amazing on Madden. Like the catch, never reliable time. Everything he'd catch it. Like his catching was unbelievable. Yeah. Throw him anything on that, and he he's, would absolutely uh, catch it. Just reading now, he's been uh, announced as a coach for Texas High School. Oh, okay, so he's still going to coach. Yeah, I think there's me a couple that. I think Philip Ribs is doing the same as well in that front. So yeah, that's interesting. So yeah, he's not going to be sitting on his ass as such and enjoying retirement. He wants to get to it. But yeah, just a, uh, just a mention there for him because he's but he is um he's fantastic. he's going to sign the one day contract with the Cowboys to retire as a Cowboy as well. Fair. Fair play to him. I couldn't see any other team he was going to retire at. Uh, yeah, fantastic no. player. Fantastic guy. Um, I think 13,000 uh, 13, receiving yards, uh, 74 touchdowns, and nearly 1,250 receptions. I mean, it's incredible. Um, so kudos to him. And this is more of a, a fan favourite for the, for this uh, retirement mention because uh, me and Jimbo absolutely used to adore this man. He was, our, he was, the, he was just... You always have that one player on the team that should have got more credit than they deserved, especially yeah. when we reached the Super Bowl in uh, four, four years ago now or five years ago. was uh, Patrick DeMarco, who has retired. At, yeah, so Patrick DeMarco's retired. Before, he, was a, uh, he was a pro back, fullback. Uh, 2015, made the pro bowl. You know, decent NFL career. 10 years after going undrafted in 11 Yeah, he was, he was a fantastic player for the Falcons and Deserves a shout out. Oh, massively. So, Patrick, if you are listening, or if you ever get a chance <laughs> to listen, you're a great player for Atlanta, and we appreciate you. So, hopefully, you can enjoy retirement as well on that front. Always as usual, guys, thank you very much for listening. Remember to uh, give us a follow on Instagram and also a follow on Twitter. We'll be going through a lot more this week. And we've got some great content lined up that we can't wait to share with you guys. So thank you once again for tuning in. Just going through my list in terms of actually any other news that we've heard of. But those are the ones that have come through in the last week. And hopefully we'll be able to pick up a few more during the week as well. Um, and obviously now it will be Super Bowl week now after the Pro Bowl is now technically finished. The big one, Jimbo, Tampa and Kansas City. We're doing our preview at some point this week. Listeners, uh, whenever you're listening to this, it will be within that week you are listening. So, can't wait for that one, Jimbo, for the preview. It'll be a good one. Yep, forward to that. I'm, uh, as, as much as it's going to be a bit of disappointment, obviously, Super Bowl always when it comes to an end, but yeah, we're very much looking forward to previewing that with you come this week. That is all from us. So, thank you very much.